Welcome to the Cyber Resilience Strategy Podcast. This series is designed for the audience of the strategy and aims to bring key points to life as we seek to build a cyber resilient defence. Over 10 episodes, we'll be talking through the strategic priorities with the people responsible for delivering them. We hope you enjoy listening. Welcome back to the Cyber Resilience Strategy Podcast. I'm Dan Snape, your host for the session. I introduced Hugh Tatton Brown in a previous session, but uh, he now returns to explore the secure foundations part of the strategy. Hugh, can you explain what secure foundations really means? Right. So the first thing about secure foundations is this is about building a secure digital backbone. And the secure digital backbone, as described in the Digital Strategy for Defence, is the way that we get information from sensors, i.e. the things that can see, understand, hear what's going on, to the effectors, i.e. the things that make a difference or deliver an effect down to where we need it to be, but also more importantly, and as importantly as that, to the decision makers. So the people at the end, how do all of those things work together to deliver what we need to happen. The key thing though is that capability needs to be secure because it will be attacked. We need to be able to deliver those capability, that digital backbone, wherever we want it, whether we're in a contested environment, i.e. some place that people don't want us to be, or whether we want to do it at home in a field in Salisbury responding to a flood. We need to be able to do that. And every place that we do that, we can be attacked and therefore we need to be secure. So there's a real connection point here between the digital strategy for defence that came out previously and then, of course, this cyber resilient strategy and where the digital strategy talks about this, this, this concept called the backbone, which people can read more about in those documents online. Then actually, this is the bit about building that backbone so it is inherently secure everywhere where we might want to use it ultimately. Yes, and doing that in a cost-effective way and to deliver the service and the goals that we need to do. And the only way we can do that is making sure we get security out of the way. And the way we get security out of the way is get the foundations right. And this is what Secure Foundations is all about. Okay, so I mean, when we say Secure Foundations, we're really almost talking about those foundational elements of the digital backbone and and just making the security part of its fabric without it being sort of put on afterwards almost, which is something I think people perceive that the MOD does from time to time. So having discussed the fact that we've got that connection back in between the two different strategic documents, the digital backbone, building it correctly, um, how how are we going to approach that then? What are sort of the the, the different facets of it that that will make it secure for everybody? So the key thing is we need to make the whole digital backbone secure. And the digital backbone is made up by a number of different programs, lots of people, lots of processes lots of capabilities. So the way we're going to attack building those secure foundations is focusing on four big cyber themes or architectural driving things forward. The first one of those is zero trust. The second is data-centric security. The third is end-to-end identity. And then the fourth is crypto, the whole end-to-end crypto challenge. Okay, so you've, you've expressed the four there. Perhaps can you tease each one of them out for us in turn? Yeah, so zero trust is taking in industry's best practice of zero trust. So how do you establish 
that the thing or the person that is trying to access the data should be able to do it. You don't assume that they are trusted. You check that they can access or do the things they want to do. So how do we enable that in a digital concept end-to-end -end across the chain? That's zero trust. Data-centric security is all about understanding in a data granular form which things, which people can access that data at the right, at what times and from what locations or for what capabilities they can do it. And being able to make those decisions right down to documents rather than at the moment that we do it more on a sort of system capability level. Identity is the thing that underpins all of that. We need to understand the identity of our people and our devices from when they first start within the mod ecosystem all the way to the very end, very end of their ecosystem. So, for example, we need to understand when a soldier joins at 18 and how their accesses and their roles will mean that they need to get access to different types of data or different capabilities and changes throughout their careers all to the point where they're taking their pension. And we know that they should be getting their pension. They're getting the right amount of money in their pension and their dependents are getting the right amount of money. So how do we do that digital end-to-end -end identity um, is another key challenge that we're looking at at the moment. And then finally, crypto. You know, it's absolutely critical that we get the right crypt in the right place and manage it in the most secure and effective way to deliver these capabilities. There's been a real theme as we've gone through these sessions with uh, the different uh, participants. Um, and I think that, that theme for me has just been the enormity of the activity we're trying to get after. Um, and you know the, what you've described there is it feels huge to, to put all those things in. How, how much of it is is partly already there, or are we really starting from a sort of semi brownfield site, and we know what we want to get to, and therefore what you've described is is a, is a journey that that lies ahead of us, or we part way through it. You know how, how much of a how much of a challenge is this from from your perspective? So the the challenge is huge. But the good news is that that Brownfield site does not mean we're starting from scratch. We've got good, strong, secure capabilities, and we can and do operate around the world where we need to at the moment. What we just need to do is try to make ourselves more agile, faster to respond, faster to understand, so that we can keep pace with the huge speed of digital transformation that is happening around the world. We need to be on that journey, it mustn't happen to us. So Hugh, you, I mean, one thing that really chimes from what you've said there is about that, that need to keep pace. Technology is moving so fast, and the MOD's always been uh, very enthusiastic about uh, embracing technologies and digital, but I think the recognition that, that the way things are done uh, technologically in the digital environment uh, in order to make sure it's secure, that we know we need to move up to those standards from where we are now. So you know things are things are good, but we know we need to continue to get better. So that's that's a really important thing that I that, that I take away from it. I think when we look at key messages, I mean, what what would be the sorts of points you would want somebody who works within MOD within our target audience for the strategy to to take away from this particular section of the strategy? Yeah. So I think. The first thing is accept that our capabilities, our solutions will change. We will need to do really small changes, rolling out patches, updating sensor information, but also we will need to find ways that we can potentially do quite big changes where new vulnerabilities that we have no idea come out. So that's first. Things will change. Second, we've got to get the basics right. 
and we've got to continue to focus on getting those basics right. While we call them basics, actually some of them are very, very difficult to get right because they are culture, they are people related, they're process related. So we must continue to continuously improve our basics. So the final thing for the internal audience we've got to remember is it is not all about tech. We have to understand that security is all built around people, process, technology and data. And we need to continually improve how we do security across all of those four elements if we are to maintain secure foundations. And I think, I mean, that's a really important set of messages there for the internal audience. And I think I'm about to turn to look at perhaps the external audience here to the MOD, because it's easy for people to assume we have just sort of one big system. Uh, and I, I don't think necessarily that people appreciate the, 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 the complex, rich tapestry of systems that we've got. We've got some of the big systems like our, our main uh, sort of uh, MOD network system that we use. But, but of course, there are lots and lots of other systems that perform all sorts of functions. So we've got a you know that brownfield um, which is which is a you know a, a complex space. Um, you know what 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 sort of messages would we want to send to the external community to industry that that would help them understand what they can do to assist the MOD on this journey to achieving secure foundations. So the first thing I'm going to do is quite a sort of a standard phrase that gets banded around, but I really mean it is evergreening. So people who provide us capabilities must. E- be able to change, improve um, their capabilities. We've got to move away from obsolete or having obsolescence that we are not comfortable with. So that's first of all, evergreening really is absolutely critical. Second is we are getting more opinionated in our architecture and the decisions that we're making. So it's absolutely critical that our external suppliers build their solutions, their capabilities, which are secure by by our designs. So accept that we will be interested in the architecture, what makes things up. Black boxes are not what we're after. Third, we've got to use standard better. We need to understand what the standard technologies are and use them for our standard use cases to enable us to think and be innovative for those military niche cases. Okay. And I think you know you've 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 talked there briefly and used the term secure by design, which is one that uh, John Cook has referred to as well. So, in a sense, secure foundations has an overlap in the secure by design space, but the, the target area is much more the digital backbone for secure foundations. But you've got that overlap between the concept of secure by design being applied there as well as on the military platform. So there's a there's a lot of connectivity here. Uh, between strategies, between efforts. So uh, I think that's um, you know that's that's the bit where people will have the opportunity to recognise that through the through the different strategies. So Hugh, uh, thank you for giving up your your time this morning. We're really looking forward to seeing how uh, the secure foundations work uh, develops over time. You've got a big task ahead of you. Uh, I hope you are going to really enjoy uh, this challenge over the coming uh, months and years that you'll be working in the MOD. So thank you. All right, thank you very much, Dan. Thank you for listening to the Cyber Resilience Strategy Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this session. You can get the full series available through wherever you choose to get your podcasts.